0: all right i wish i could sing because then i'd be like let's talk about sex baby but i like really can't sing so i'm girl I'm me not, either not gonna sing that for you guys i'm sorry i just really don't want to like ruin your ears <laughs> just, I'll i save can't that. sing either
1: nope no nope. if not i coming could i would
0: i would do that whole verse for you guys but i ugh. we saw how well the yeah. phineas and
1: ferb intro went when we did that one. oh <laughs>
0: There's a hundred and four days. Don't even get me started. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: Clean Welcome
0: back to another episode of Mixed Chicks Lifestyle. We are your hosts, Maddie and Tori. We are so excited to be back again and thank you for your continued support. Feel free to connect with us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. The links to our social media pages can be found in our link tree.
1: As always, please keep in mind, this is an explicit podcast with adult content. This episode, we will be talking about sex. So just as a FYI for that as well. Uh, We usually talk about various topics from current beauty trends, entertainment and gaming, as well as life experiences and current events. Our Ask the Mixed Chicks bonus episodes started last month and our first couple of bonus episodes are up on all of our platforms. Do keep an eye out for those episodes moving forward to be released on the 15th of every month.
0: Please feel free to reach out to us at our email, mxlifestyle at gmail.com. That's mxlyfestyle at gmail.com to share your comments, experiences, and questions for the chance to be featured on our Ask Some Mix Chicks bonus episodes. If you'd rather be anonymous, there is a Google form in the episode description that you can fill out as well.
1: So last week, we talked about love and love languages, lifestyle technology, and losers of the week. So this week on our episode, we'll be covering sex, our favorite serious shows and movies, as well as stupid shit white people say. So let's just jump right into it.
0: So we are going to be talking about sex today. So this is going to be a three-part series. I think before we had mentioned this was going to be a two-part series. We were going to do love, and then we were going to do sex. But we came up with a third part for this series, and we will let you know about it on our outro, so you'll hear about what our third part will be next week later on. We'll keep that in suspense for you. But for (laughs) now, we want to talk about sex. We want to talk about the nasty we <laughs> the dirty. Want to get down and
1: dirty. <laughs> the neighbors know my name. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously,
0: we can't take ourselves seriously. So uh, here we no, are. no,
1: no. This is supposed to be serious, but we're clearly having a I hard mean, time.
0: It's serious to an extent. I mean, if you yeah. want to come here and you want to have fun and you want to learn about sex, like great. You're yes, in for a good time. Buckle up. Here we go.
1: Yes. Yes, well, you've come to the right place.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Anyways, I think probably where we're going to start this off is talking just like normally about sex. I think that's something that nobody really does anymore. I think it's such a taboo topic. It's either, you know, you bring up sex and somebody starts laughing because you're trying to make a sex joke,
1: yeah. or
0: you bring up sex and someone's like, oh, I don't want to hear about your sex life. Like, I don't want to do it, know what you do in your bed, even though I do it in my bed. Like, right. Everyone has sex. Like, 99% of people have sex. Yes. So, like, I don't know why it's such a taboo topic, Mm -hmm. especially when you're, like, a teenager or you're a young adult and you're going through puberty and you're trying to do sex ed class and everyone's, like, kind of tap dancing around it because they don't actually want to talk to you about it and they're making up weird names and calling it different things and, you know, the birds and the bees, like, just come out with
1: it, people. (laughs) that shit never made sense to me like and i never even got that talk like i didn't get the birds and the bees talk like i learned everything that i knew about sex from school and i that's where like for me when you're going through puberty i feel like you should be able to go to your parents and some people are like i could never have that conversation with my kids if you can't go to your fucking parents or if you can't have those conversations with your kids Like, who else are they going to go have those conversations with? And it's most likely going to be somebody that's going to give them false information or something that's not going to be in their best interest because we know that there's assholes in the world. Like, you should be able to go to your parents legitimately with anything and not feel judgment. Yeah, you may get in trouble for something that you did. Being able to actually go to your parents openly and being like, hey, I'm really curious about this Mm -hmm. or, hey, I have a question about this and not feel like they're going to judge you and be Mm -hmm. like, ugh, why are you asking me that? Like, oh, well, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go ask you that question anymore. (laughs) Because all it takes is one time for them to to be turned off from asking you anything.
0: No, I totally agree with that. And I think, like, overall, like, I mean, I'm not saying parents put on a demonstration. Like, I'm saying, like, talk to your kids about it. Like, have that conversation with them. Like, hey, like, this is, you know, sex. This is what it's like. This is what happens you know this is what comes from it like you know this is why you do it like explain all those things to them especially when they're curious about it when they're asking about it like have those conversations be open about it don't be weirded out because if you're gonna be weirded out and grossed out and like oh we don't talk about sex like then they're gonna leave your house and do the same damn thing like obviously you don't want your kid walking around the streets being like hey sex like right but you still want them to have knowledge.
1: You want them to know about it. And that's where those conversations come into play of educating them. Cuz if they don't know, right. then they could inevitably turn around and be like that where they're out in the street being like, "Oh, sex, like they my friend taught me right. about it or whatever. Or I learned it in school or you know, and like my nephew, he's 4 and he knows that like boys have penises, women have vaginas and boobs and like all these little things that some people are like, "You're going to teach a 4-year-old that?" Yeah, he yes. needs to know his body and people's bodies and that you right. don't touch people in there, uh, in their private places and not just like dance around it, like you said, and be like, that's their privates. Like, no, he's a very smart kid. And if he understands yeah. what it is and then he's not like scared of it and he's like, yep. oh, yeah, that's a penis or that's a vagina. And he's just OK with it. He's not weirded out by right. it, like at this age right. even. And there's some people who will like give it nicknames or call it other things and Me, personally, I'm not a big advocate for that. I'm an advocate for, like, keeping it 100 with my – well, I don't have kids yet. But when I do have kids, keeping it 100 with them. And some people will argue and be like, well, you don't have kids. You don't understand. You're right. I don't understand. But that's how you want to parent. But for me, personally, I want to be as honest with my kids as possible. So that way they can never come back and say, well, you told me this when I was younger. And now you're telling me this. So how am I supposed to trust you? That's where that trust starts to kind of get pushed. At a certain point, when you start to switch up information on them, and it's like, of course, you don't have to give them the whole nitty gritty and be like, so what happens when a penis and a vagina meets and then they love each other? Like, (laughs) we're not going into that whole thing, but just (laughs) like teaching them and making them understand, you know, Um, I think it's super important, super important. And just like I said, like we were talking about, just normalizing the conversation about sex when you're a teenager, when you're a little bit older, if you're starting to get curious about it, just I guess just being more responsible and just normalizing it so that way they're not like oh I'm hyper curious about this let me go do it all the time you know what I mean like it could push them in the opposite direction that you're trying to steer them in by not talking to them about it like
0: yeah exactly and I think for me like like you said, like I learned a lot. This is going to sound like I was watching porn, but I promise it wasn't. I literally was like, (laughs) I learned a lot from YouTube. And I think I've talked about it before. Like I used to watch Lacey Green videos, like crazy. Uh And she talked about sex all the time. Like that was her, her series. She had a series called Sex Plus. Like that was literally what it was called. Uh And that's all she talked about. And like, I learned a lot just like simply from like watching her videos. And they were super fun. They were easy to understand and just like, you know, relatable type videos. And I remember watching those and like learning all my information from that. And I mean, that was a super way, like fun way to do it. And so Um, if, if parents, like if you're not super comfortable talking about it, like I would, if I were you, I would be like, okay, find someone who is comfortable talking about it. And then like expose your child to that person. So like for me, my parents didn't expose me to Lacey Green. I found her, like, by my on my own. But right. that was – my outlet was Lacey Green. Like, I was watching her videos. So, like, find someone like that. Expose your child to that and be like, okay, you know, watch these videos. If you have any questions, I'll ask answer questions for you. But, like, I don't want to go much further than that. Right. And, yeah. I mean, but I think another thing that kind of goes along with just talking about sex in general is, like, once you are in a relationship – And or like any sort of relationship, if you are going to have sex with someone like talking about your kinks, like things that you're into, like the other person might be into, you know, what turns you on, what turns them on, those types of things like they sound really taboo, but everyone has them. Yeah, like everyone has them. And it's what works for you. So, like, why wouldn't you talk about it? Like, why wouldn't you be like, hey, I'm really into X, Y, and Z, and I would appreciate it if you did A, B, and C for me. Like, put it out on the table. If they don't feel comfortable doing that, great. If they do feel comfortable doing that, even better. Like, having that open communication is, like, super awesome.
1: And I think coming from a woman as well... I think that's something that is definitely stigmatized because it's like, oh, you're you're in tune with your sexuality, like, oh, you must be a whore, you must be this, and it's like, no, bro, I just know what I like, like, sorry, right. you know, and I think that that is a lot of, you know, female. Um, empowerment is like speaking up on what turns you on because even like something as, some, as simple as like oh I prefer internal stimulation versus external or external versus internal and so right. I think that's where you have a lot of like this whole thing where women are like oh my gosh she actually made you come like oh my god like you know what I mean like that whole thing <laughs> yes, where it's like yes. men are like shocked that like women fake it and I think this has to do a lot of a, a lot with that where it's like women feel like right. they can't talk about it or it's just like Oh, it's what the man wants and what he likes. And, you know, I think that's starting to change as we start to see more women like be more openly um, communicative about their kinks and what they like. And, you know, um, just being more empowered within um, just relationships and sex in general and taking a stand because, yeah, I mean... not every person's the same. That is for right. sure. Like you were saying, it could just be something as simple as that. Like, oh, you know, like I like a little bit more foreplay than, you know, just right. getting straight to it. Like, that's what turns me on is I like to have more foreplay or I like to, um, you know, be like, I guess like seduced or like more romantic. It doesn't have to be anything yeah. like you know, super nasty or dirty or, you know, like, oh, different. I'm, I'm not even going to get into all those different things, but just <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole different type of podcast here. Um, But yeah, I mean, just being open about it and, and sharing that. I think that's super important because it's kind of relating back yes. to the love languages. If you know what the other person likes and how they reciprocate love, again, how they reciprocate yep. sex. That's just going to make everything so much better for both parties. <laughs> and
0: I think also on the flip side of that, I think just being willing and, like, open and and able to try those things or understand those yeah. things. So, like, I mean, if someone is saying to you, you know, I know you really like that, but I don't like this, and I actually like this instead, being like, okay, let's find a middle ground here. Like, right. you know, I like to do this, you like to do this, let's just focus on that part, like, you know, that kind of stuff, like... I think it's, it's really cool to be open and wanting to explore different things and try different things, especially if you are with somebody who is like, you know, if you're in like a a committed relationship with somebody and they're like, okay, I'm getting bored. I want to try something new. Like being able to be like, okay, let's try something new. Like, what do you want to, what do you want to do instead? Like, do you want to do this? Do you want to do this? Like just being willing to try those things because there are so many different things you can do. Like, as far as sex goes, like
1: have you gone the- to a sex store? Like, oh my the God. plethora it's- of options. I was like, that exists? <laughs> <laughs> that looks kind of cool. <laughs> right. right. I mean, and, even the internet. Like, yeah. if
0: the FBI agent who's watching your computer, like, you start searching up sex shit, that FBI agent's going to be like, bro, what is happening in your life? Right. And you're just going to be like, buckle up, FBI agent. We're going on the deep web. No, don't go on the dark
1: web. You start getting, web, like, bro. the the black packages where it's, like, discreet <laughs> shipping. And you're like, yes. oh, okay. Order
0: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think three it's, of those. it's important <laughs> I think it's important to be willing to explore those things and, and like I said, Google them, you know, look them yeah. up, you know, go to a sex store, like look at what's in your area as far as, you know, sex stories or, you know, anything else. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Anything else in your area yeah. And and be willing to talk about it and and work with your partner with that because I think that would be a bonding experience and you yeah. know what it could be a real bonding experience if that's what they're into
1: and even like <laughs> like I said like going into <laughs> like a real bonding experience I just got I'm waiting that. for you to get ah! it <laughs> yes yes hey that's a real thing yes. <laughs> um and then like i mean even with that like there's like like there's there's spectrums like when people think like bondage right. they're like thinking i'm totally tied up this on no it could just be like handcuffs it could just be your right. legs are tied or your hand or whatever like it doesn't even have right. to be anything extreme to where it's like i can't fucking move i can't see i can't breathe i can't like that's right. extremes of everything um and even if you're like uncomfortable with it something too that i'd recommend especially if you're uncomfortable with trying it out with your partner for the first time um even like going into like the sex shop, like just going and asking the people some questions. Like I've yes. done that before where I was like, okay, like, you know, I'm trying to do something nice for my, at the time, my, um, fiance and this on the other and blah, blah, blah. And you know, they were like, okay, well, have you tried this or have you done this? Or do you think that he would be into this? Well, maybe you could try these over here. And I'm just like, oh my God, like there's so much stuff out here that I did not even know yes. existed um and some of it i'm like yeah no i'm definitely good on that but then there's other things where i was like hmm i didn't even think of that you know like they have little kits that you can get that come with different things that you can try in it for like 30 bucks and i was like oh i'll try that you know like i don't know maybe this is cool and this isn't you know but to like try stuff out and experiment and just be willing to do so even if especially if you haven't tried something i think that's the big thing like some things might seem intimidating at first But to at least try it and then be like, nope, mm -mm, I don't like that. Or be like, wow, actually, I did like that. I didn't think I would. Who knew? And
0: you're not a crazy person if you like something like that you didn't think you would. Like, I think that's something that everyone needs to stress. Like, if you have something that is so taboo in your mind that you're like, I would never like that. I don't even want to try it. And you try it and you do like it. Like, don't beat yourself up about it. No. Like, embrace it. Be like, okay, so I used to think this way about it, but I have tried it and I actually like it. Like, this is something I want to do now. Like... Don't beat yourself up about it. Like, try it. Like, keep exploring it. I think that's
1: super important, too. One of the things that I would recommend for people who are curious, there is a show called um, The Cut or Cut on YouTube. And there's a lot of different ones where they'll, like, bring out a bunch of different sex toys. um, And then, I mean, they have all different kinds of different episodes. But they have ones that I've seen where they bring out a sex toy. Sex toys that I've never seen in my life. Like, literally, like, dragon-sized dildos that I've never (laughs) seen before in my entire life. And then somebody has to guess who the sex toy belongs to from the lineup. And then the people will come up after they've, you know, guessed all the people. And they'll be like, okay, you got me right or you got me wrong or whatever. Um, and then they explain a little bit like, oh, this is kind of how I got into it. You know, they're like, I didn't always start out with this. I started out smaller. And then I just kind of grew from there. Right. And I was like, oh, I really like this. Or I've seen stuff where some like this chick likes to like lay eggs. Like, like there's just what? all these different <laughs> things out there that yes. you wouldn't think existed. And then you watch these videos and you hear these people's stories and they're just regular people. Like, it's not that there's anything wrong with them. That's just what they like. Like, and there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong with that.
0: And I think, you know, okay, so this this ties into this pretty well. So the other thing that we kind of wanted to talk about today is intimacy and relationships and, you know, how far that goes with, like, sex and whatnot. And I think that talking about and exploring things like this goes along with intimacy as well. Because, you know, if somebody every it's like the love languages again everyone feels a certain way about things and like you know i prefer intimacy like you know your partner can be like i prefer intimacy non-physically like i would prefer if you know we did this this and this and you know that's gonna have me in the bed like in an instant you know that type of stuff or it's more of like i prefer foreplay like i want this this and this in order to like you know be in the mood type of stuff and i think uh, talking about kinks can also really get open up more intimacy because it, it could be a certain kink that you have that is like brushing your hair. Like I've seen yeah. that some a kink that some people have is like, you know, if their partner is brushing their hair, like they're boom, they,
1: they want to do it. They're ready. Yep. Like, yep. oh, you brush my hair? Okay, we're good. Like, yep. you know, it's yep. those types of things. Yeah, and it doesn't even have to be anything sexual. Like that intimacy of just being like, Let's sit and watch a movie or Netflix and chill Um, or let's like (laughs) cook dinner together or let's, you know, like you said, brush my hair or, you know, take a shower with me or just little things. Like sometimes it's just spending time with that person Um, and like just doing activities together that could really spark that intimacy to where it's like, I really enjoy your time. I really enjoy you. I really enjoy your company, you know. And yeah, I mean, understanding what works for that other person and what, like Maddie was saying earlier, what works for you, because it's not going to work for every single person and communicating what works for you. So that way your partner knows what to do, (laughs) because sometimes I feel like people are just kind of like left in the dark and they're like, well, I think this is what they might like. And I feel like, I mean, this is a different topic, but I feel like porn has to play into that a lot where it's like this like extreme version of like intimacy and love and sex. And it's like expectations are just like through the roof of like what yeah. that looks like. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like there's this stigma around that as well, where that can like, I guess kind of change people's perception of what that might look like. So just keep that in mind. Just that's where I think that communication comes into play of, yeah. like, realistically, like, what is it that intimacy means for my partner and what it means yep. for you.
0: Yep. And, like, I mean, f- for instance, intimacy can be completely different as far as sex and as far as your love languages go. And, like, I'll use myself as an example. So any of my, like, family or close friends, they don't want to hear this about me, you can just skip it. Um, But, like, for <laughs> me, I, I already talked about I don't like being touched. I don't like right. being touched. I don't i don't like that okay but when as far as it comes down to sex like i prefer foreplay like right i hate being touched but if we're doing the nasty like please touch me please touch
1: me you're like Like, that's that 10 percent that i would like to be touched
0: (laughs) right so like it's it's very like i said it's very i i can be on totally separate sides of the spectrum like i intimacy to me is not being touched Like, if you are doing literally anything else for me, like, I consider that intimate. Like, that's intimacy. Like, if you are doing something specifically for me because I either asked you or, you know, you felt like doing it for me, like, doing the dishes or taking the trash out or doing my laundry. Like, you know, while I'm doing other things, that to me, I'm like, oh, my God, thank you so much. I see that as intimate. Like, you're doing little things for me. Like, we're watching a movie and you're rubbing my back. You know, those types of things. Like, yeah. That means more to me than, like, touching me. Like, you know, holding my hand, you know, putting your hand on my leg. Like, that means more to me. But then, of course, when it comes down to sex, I'm the opposite. I want yeah. you to touch me, right. if that makes sense. It's so yeah. confusing. I'm a confusing person. I'm so sorry.
1: No. But. Yeah. Because I know you mentioned it had to do with, like, PDA for you, where you're like, uh-uh, right. I'm good. But, like, when no. it comes to being intimate and private, you're like, okay, I'm cool with this. Um, yes. So, no, I completely understand that. And I think you make a really good point about that, how it relates to your love language and communicating how things might be a little bit different when it comes to sex and your actual love language because they may not relate. You know, like exactly. if you're a gift giver, you like to receive gifts. It's like, I don't need you to give me a gift every time we have sex. You know what I mean? Like, here's a gift. I brought you some cho- strawberries and chocolate. Like, I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, here's a new okay, sex that's toy. Like, and
0: I would be okay. With right? it, so. She's like.
1: Okay, that's a little different because that is food. So I do, I would like food involved with sex. That's great. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, hey, okay. Actually, no, that's actually a really good point. The food with sex. I've never thought about yes. that. Where for me, like that is very enjoyable. You're like, ooh, dessert and dessert. Like <laughs> <laughs> double dessert. Great. This dessert is wonderful. And, and then I get to pass out afterwards. This is perfect. Uh, great. <laughs> I've never been like personally like a morning sex person. Like no. I know for men, I've read this thing where men prefer it in the morning because of course like morning wood and whatever. But with um women, it's more at night. Um, which yeah, I completely agree. Like I it's hard for me to just like wake up and be like, ah, I'm in the mood. I'm ready to go. Like mm-hmm. I could. Like if you were like, Okay, let's do I'll be like, I'm I'm up, I'm ready to go. But it's not just like I'm going to initiate. You know what I mean? Like it would have to be initiated on upon me. But then at night, that is the perfect time because then I'm like, great. And then I pass out. I get the best sleep. (laughs) Just knocked out. (laughs) So (laughs) that's what works for me. (laughs) Nighttime. (laughs) I'll even ask my husband sometimes. I'm like, look, if I stay up, are we doing it tonight or no? Like I need to know because I'm about to pass out. So if I need to like go like, smack myself with some water like wake up a little bit i will because i know i'm about to pass the fuck out afterwards but <laughs> just like what works for you
0: <laughs> that is oh God. listen this is a little tangent and then we'll move on to our next topic but i for me the whole morning thing is literally all about the bad breath to me that's it like, Yeah, that's a hey, and mm-hmm. go brush your teeth first <laughs> Like, because I am such a weird person about smells. Like, smells yeah. g- gross me out. Like, there's so many smells that I just cannot smell. And, like, I will, like, like gag if I smell it. And breath is one yeah. that's terrible for me. Like, I can't even handle my own morning breath, nonetheless someone else's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, get all up out of my face with that shit. Like,
1: ugh. And then you've been no. sleeping. You know, like there's like a right. weird smell. Like when you wake up in the morning, it's just like, yes. you're like, somebody's been sleeping in here. Like, your body it smells makes sense. weird. Yeah. It's not like it's necessarily like a bad smell, but it's just, it's like when they're like, oh, I smell sex in the air. It's like, oh, I smell sleep in the air. Like, right. somebody's been sleeping in here. Like,
0: right. I, <laughs> it's just honestly, a thing. Uh, the criminal justice mindset of mine is I believe that that smell is the early stages of decomp, and your body is probably decomp. In in what? the early stages of decomp while you're sleeping, <laughs> it's like, oh, I think we're going. Oh, nope, just kidding, we're awake. <laughs> and that's that's not scientific at all. Um, it's not factual either. It is literally something I made up. Um, okay. But I deeply believe in it because I mean, it makes sense to me. And you don't. I don't need any facts for it to make sense to me. It just does. You know, it your does. body. You get a free trial of death literally every time you fall asleep. I... So.
1: <laughs> no, she said you get a free trial. I've never. <laughs> oh my god, that is hilarious. <laughs> listen,
0: everyone thinks I'm Did weird. And this is why people though. think I'm weird.
1: Oh my god, she said you get a sample of death every day when you go to sleep.
0: <laughs> so, listen, during your free trial, you even get to try decomp. And that's yes. why when you wake up, your body smells.
1: Yes. That's it. That's Maddie
0: Facts right there for you. Yes. Yes. It's it's on period. I said it. I mean it. It's real. Okay. Yep. Moving on to that, we're going to talk about some serious
1: shows. (laughs) Yes. 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 Real quick. How you talk about breath? We were watching The One today, and this girl was in a coma for like four or five days, and then she woke up, and then she kissed this girl, right? And I was like- Bitch, if you don't go brush your teeth before you come and kiss me after you've been knocked out for the last four days. And every time there's somebody that's been, like, out for a while or whatever, like, I always make that joke where I'm like, can you go brush your teeth before you start please. kissing people? Like, I feel you on that. That's, yeah, that's that's rough. That's rough. Yeah. My husband's the only exception to that. But, yeah, other than that, I'm like, mm, brush your teeth, please.
0: hmm <laughs> Mm-hmm. mm-hmm but I feel you. I don't know. Okay, I'm I... <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'm weird. We all know I'm weird now. Um, <laughs> on to weird things. So do you want to hear about my favorite crime shows? I'm kidding. We are going to talk about serious <laughs> shows now. <laughs> we've... <laughs> we've talked about our favorite funny shows. We've talked about our favorite, you know, series and all these other things. And so we've never taken a serious approach to it. We've never talked about reality tv or any like dramas we talk about or we like to watch yeah. um so this week we are gonna dive into our serious our favorite serious shows and movies and again as per usual there's a lot on here that are the same between the two of us i think a trend between the two of us is that we are the same person and yep. a lot of the same things we like a lot of the same things i know for instance though mine are gonna have which is really funny because there's not actually that many on here, but I am more into the scarier type of, like, true crime and, you know, police shows and those types of things. You are not. So, I mean, I talk, I I watch a lot more about those than, than anything else. I think, I mean, obviously, that's what I went to school for. It's kind right. of what I intended my entire life to be, so why not? Right, right, yeah. So, um, I think as far as we kind of each broke them down into different categories, and I think I'll just start with the categories and we'll go back and forth like that. So, we'll start with the crime ones because you do have some on there. So, mm-hmm. mine are like unsolved mysteries um ghost hunters ghost adventures ghost whatever if it's like anything where they're exploring something haunted i want to watch it i think it's super fun it scares the crap out of me i usually can't sleep after i watch one but Mm -hmm. whatever i enjoy that i guess something that is new is the crime scene vanishing at the cecil hotel i think i talked about that a couple episodes ago That one is new on Netflix. I'm pretty sure it's a limited series. So if you haven't checked it out, check it out. And I I really like that one. Uh, Another one from Netflix is Don't Fuck With Cats, which if you haven't seen Don't Fuck With Cats, you need to go watch Don't Fuck With Cats. It is super creepy. Tori, you probably won't (laughs) like it. It is super creepy. It is super like out there. It's wild, but it is it's insane. Like it's insane, and I actually I can't remember what song I was listening to, but I was listening to a song the other day, a new song, and they referenced "Don't Fuck with Cats," and I was like, "What?" Like it, it's such a tiny little reference that I I almost missed it. Um, but anyways, but those those are probably like
1: my top crime shows that I'm okay. I'm into. How about for you? Um, mine are not true crime by any means. <laughs> start with that um mine is well i kind of combine like my thriller with it just a little bit because yeah. they aren't necessarily true crime um the sinner i would say season one phenomenal mm-hmm. season two great season three trash oh. <laughs> so in that order okay um yeah i was really disappointed with season three Um, Dexter, classic for me. Like, I absolutely love Dexter. Like, I can do, like, gruesome stuff. Like, Saw, that's, like, where I I cross the line. I can't really do stuff like Saw. But, like, Dexter, where it's, like, kind of bloody and, like, you know, I'm okay with that. And it's also kind of funny, so it adds that little bit of humor in there for me. Uh, Prodigal Son. If you have not seen Prodigal Son, please go watch it. Literally, I... Like, I'm not a huge, like, crime show person, you know, like I've mentioned. Right. But when I tell you, Michael Sheen does an amazing job of playing, and I I can't really spoil it too much, but he plays the dad of the main character. Hit Like, every time he comes up, I can't help but, like, laugh. Like... He is just so great. He does such a great job. And I think it's like the second season. They've kind of like done weird things with the seasons where they aren't really doing like true seasons. They're kind of like got it splitting it up. So they like do like a break in the fall, but then they come back and it's still in the same season. It's really weird. Oh, gotcha, Um, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. But it's an amazing show. It's a little bit funny. Some good storylines in there. So there's a couple of little storylines. And then every episode they solve a crime. Mm. So it's, it's really good. It's based in New York. Okay. Um, again, not real. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, American Horror Story, I kind of lumped that one in with this one. Um, yes. I've probably only watched like the last, like, I think maybe four seasons. So I haven't seen the beginning oh, ones. Um, I know, but, um, I came in and I was like, wow, this is actually really good. And then yes. Mindhunter, that was only, I think, two seasons, but it was really interesting because it was the FBI creating their, um, profiling like how to actually like profile people and so they were going and talking to serial killers and murderers and trying to create like profiles and how to actually Mm. categorize people as a murderer and serial killer and psychopath like it's really interesting so it takes place i think like in the 70s i think is when it was something like that but it's really good and it's not what you think because there is actually crime going like there's actually murders going on um so it's really good. That's another good one. But that ended, I think, like okay. a year or so ago. So it's only two seasons. But it's another good one. Hmm.
0: Okay, interesting. I forgot to mention it too. But yes, I also watch American Horror Story. I've seen all of them except <laughs> I think I'm still finishing the most recent one that just came out.
1: Yeah, it's not my favorite. Even though I've only yeah, seen I a few so. seasons, but it's not my favorite. 1984. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I.
0: No, I did finish 1984. So, yeah, I'm all caught up.
1: Okay. Yeah, it wasn't my favorite. I was, like, because I think with a lot of them, there's always been some, like, crazy twist, you know? Like, Yeah, um, and there really
0: wasn't a crazy twist with 84.
1: Like, Roanoke, that yeah. was the one that drew me into American Horror Story. Really? And then I was, like, whoa. And then there was, like, all these twists, and I was, like, whoa. <laughs> like, the last, like, two episodes was just, like, wait, I'm so confused. What is happening? Um... And then I started yeah. watching it from there. Yeah.
0: Okay. Which is really funny because I did not... Roanoke was not one of my favorite ones. Roanoke gotcha. was a, a was one that I watched and I kind of was just like, okay, I'm watching this because I want to stay caught up. Like, right. none of the... One of the things I like about American Horror Story is none of the seasons really have anything to do with each other from the, like, if, from the outside looking in, none of the seasons look like they have anything to do with each other. But if you're, like, a diehard fan... And I've I've done some research on it, but I don't actually know how they all relate. They all relate somehow.
1: Interesting. If you're a diehard
0: fan. I still there's still a couple episodes seasons that I haven't been able to tie together, but I I guess that's the whole thing behind American Horror Stories. They're not supposed to look like they connect, but they do. And yeah, okay. yeah so Roanoke was one that I, I didn't like, but I, I, I was like, Okay, I'll watch it to get through it. But I mean it was still not bad yeah Was it wasn't terrible okay so moving on to a little bit more upbeat version of the seriousness is reality tv which can yes. be kind of funny because it's reality tv it can go anywhere and yep. i'm gonna throw you know food reality tv in there and home reality tv and and just all sorts of reality tv so we have a spectrum a lot of the ones that we're both have are again similar um so as we all watched in the I guess not everyone watched it, but during the initial shutdown of the pandemic, we yeah. all remember Love is Blind, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> that was I very interesting. Was hooked on Love is Blind. I've like, I haven't watched it since I watched it the first time, but that was hilarious. I loved that show. It was it was good. Yes. It was there was a lot of drama. I really needed that in the beginning of the pandemic. And I don't... I agree. I don't watch dating shows like that. Like, I don't watch The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. Like Nope, me either. I don't watch Love Island or any of those other nope. ones like that. The closest are, like, Married at First Sight or 90 Day Fiance for me, which yeah. are both on my list. But I don't typically watch those types of shows. So Love is Blind for me was, like, a super shocker mm-hmm. and that I liked it so much. Um... And then America's Next Top Model. I used to be obsessed with America's Next Top to Model. Like I never missed a show. Like I was always watching them. <laughs> like yeah, it was I was obsessed with that show. And it was
1: so intense. Yeah. So dramatic. Yes. Just,
0: but it was everything I needed. Everything I needed.
1: Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a little bit of everything. Oh, my
0: God. Yes. And then uh, Queer Eye. And when I say Queer Eye, I mean both Queer Eye. So I watched Queer Eye with my mom when it was the OG Queer Eye for the straight guy, like way back in the early 2000s. And I loved Queer Eye back then. And I love the new Queer Eye now. Like the new Queer Eye, chef's kiss, top notch. They did a great <laughs> job. Love those five fabulous men. And I love Queer Eye. It's, mm, it's so good. so good and then
1: into some of the food nailed it love it absolutely love nailed it i cannot wait i think it's march 23rd or 25th when the next season's coming out i have literally every time i log into netflix you can like scroll over to a show and it'll be like oh next season is coming soon or season something is coming out on this date Every yep. time I'd log into Netflix, I'd be waiting for that to change. And it finally did. And I was like, oh, dude, there's going to be a new
0: season. Yes. <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> I love Nailed It. Nicole Byers is everything uh, I want to be in life. Like, she is. Oh, I love Nailed It.
1: <laughs> I, love I absolutely it. love it. Absolutely love uh, it. And every time it. I'm so excited to see what her outfit is because she just be oh, on there. just. Yes. Her outfits. I'm like, girl, you want a bacon show and you over here in full sequence. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I just love it. (laughs) Yes.
0: Oh, I love it. And then Great British. I cannot talk tonight. Great British Bake Off.
1: Yep. Mm -hmm. Love
0: that one. I love Great British Bake Off. They're just so nice to each other. They're just having a good time. They're cooking. I love it. Yeah. And (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Uh, Chopped. I watch Chopped mostly at work or when I'm getting my nails done. I don't watch Chopped in my in my free time. But let me tell you, whenever I'm getting my nails done or I'm at work watching Chopped, I don't leave until the episode's over. I need to see who got Chopped and why they got Chopped and why would they forgot yeah. in their basket and still <laughs> in their basket. Like, yeah. Chopped is... And they're so serious. Like, that's the thing I, I cannot, like, Chopped... Other food shows, there's usually, like, some lighthearted, you know, someone's laughing, someone's having a good time. Chopped? Nah. That shit is serious. Like, cut yeah. throat. Like, unchopped, like, Literally. the judges aren't laughing, like, no one's laughing, like, everyone's serious. And I think that's probably why I like Chopped so much is because, you know, they're giving them their basket of, like, duck tongue and, like, beef quadrant. Like, I just made those <laughs> words up. But, she like... <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, that's what's in their basket. And then no one's laughing. Like, everyone's like, okay, I got to figure out how to slice this tongue and put it onto the salad. Like, yes,
1: exactly. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Ugh.
0: Ugh.
1: Okay. That's a
0: good uh, one. <laughs> I'll watch any food show. I will watch any food cooking show. Yeah. I'll watch it. I'll watch We're it. We're foodies. We're foodies. So, yep. any, any tips and tricks I can learn from those chefs, I will take. <laughs> I will take them. And then, okay, last but not least, my favorite re- reality home shows. Basically, anything on HGTV, I will watch. Uh, yeah. Selling Sunset is one that I've gotten kind of into. And then House Hunters, House yes, Hunters International, always. House Hunters, anything, House Hunter, blah, blah, blah. I will watch House Hunters because I think it's so fun to yes. see how nitpicky like the teacher and the ghost hunter on their four million
1: dollar budget can be yes wait <laughs> the teacher and the ghost hunter i made it up okay i was looking oh the list. D- teacher got it and ghost hunter got came. it but okay got here's it. the deal got it
0: i literally feel like i'm watching the sims whenever i watch house hunters because it's literally like i sharpen colored pencils for artists for a living i brush dogs our budget yes. is six point five million
1: dollars. Like literally, literally. How many times did you hit mother load to get that much money? Like fuck Girl, me. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm twenty five and I'm retired and our budget is three point five million dollars. I'm like, bitch, what did right. you do? How do I do that? Right. <laughs> it's yeah. Yeah. It's it's those
0: it's those people on house hunters, and then they're so picky about their houses. And I'm like, listen, if you're gonna be this goddamn picky, go buy a plot. Of land, yeah, and build your own
1: fucking house. Literally, because you've got the money for it. So literally, you have millions of dollars. Right, go do that. Yep, <laughs> yep. <sighs> oh, <sighs> Jesus yeah. okay. Christ. Let's
0: hear about your reality TV.
1: Yeah, so a lot. Uh, we have a lot of similarities, some differences. Um yes. The challenge. Um My husband got me into this, and he's been watching it forever, and. This is one of those reality shows where, of course, there's the dumb bullshit drama where you're just like, Okay, why are y'all arguing about this? And <laughs> but the actual challenges themselves, I'd be getting into those. So I'm like, Call me when they're actually doing a challenge, please. Yep. Um, so those are really entertaining. Uh, married at first sight, it is literally like a ritual every single week. This season yep. right now that we're in. <sighs> The one dude, I can't remember his name. He's such an asshole. If you're watching it, you know exactly who I'm talking about. He <laughs> is such a major dick. And every time I see his face, I'm just like, I hate him. Why is she still trying to make this work? I hate him. Why is she still here? So, yeah. Married at first sight. Some seasons are great. And I love some of the couples. This season, I'm still kind of, like, trying to get into it, you know, even though we're, like, four weeks into it. But anyways, um, my new favorite, which, I actually, I don't want to say new, but. It's still kind of a younger show compared to some of these thousand pound sisters. They just (laughs) wrapped up season two. When I tell you I've been hooked since episode one last year, and this was before they blew up on TikTok. So when I saw them blown up on TikTok, I was like, this was from last season. Like season two started like this is for last season. They are so fucking hilarious and they're bringing them back for season three. I just read this and I was like, thank Mm -hmm. God. But Amy and Tammy... When I tell you, like, one was 400 pounds, one was 600. She's now almost 700 pounds. And what? Girl, she I thought put this on... was a show about them losing weight. Girl, Tammy been just putting on pounds. Oh, fuck. Amy, she got the surgery and it had a whole baby. Tammy over here, she put on 100 pounds in, like, two months. No bullshit. She lost weight, then the pandemic hit gained back that 50 pounds, put on an extra 50 pounds, and then by her third month or fourth month or whatever it was, um, into the pandemic or something like that, she had put on another 30. She's like 670 pounds. And when she went to the doctor's office, she was at 550. Because that's when he was going to give her clearance to get the surgery. You need to be at 550. And she couldn't go into the office because of the COVID situation. So when she was able to, she had put back on that extra 50 pounds. She was back up to 600 and then put on an extra 70 over the course of the next three months. Girl, it was insane. Insane. She finally admitted she has a food addiction. I said, girl, it took you to be almost 700 pounds to admit you have a food addiction. But she just doesn't like asking for help. So she finally admitted it and was like, I can't stop eating. I don't know how. I have a problem. I need help. So it took her to finally say that. And so we'll see in season three. I'm really rooting for her. But yeah. Oh my God. It's so interesting. And it's it's funny at the same point because they just be right. cracking jokes at each other. Like, Amy will be like, I don't want to be as fat as her. Like, look at her. And she'd be like, shut up, bitch. Like, they be calling each other bitch all day. It is the funniest <laughs> shit. It's so funny. Um and and Tammy's dating this like beam pole of a fucking man. I mean, he's this black dude from I think he said like Georgia or South Carolina or something like that. So he comes and sees her and he can't push her in the fucking wheelchair cuz she's just too big. He's oh he's God. so skinny. But oh he met her God. on like a BBW website, dating site or something like that. Yeah, he he talk about kinks. Right. <laughs> So, uh, anyways, that's – I love that show. It's not really serious, but it's in that reality TV realm. Um, Fixer Upper. Love Fixer Upper. I know Maddie has a problem with them, but I love (laughs) Fixer Upper. Um, They're the same where they're like, yeah, we have, like, a $300,000 budget, and then they get, like, a 10-bedroom, 5-bathroom on, like – 10 15 acres i'm like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) right Yeah. um (laughs) and then any type of like wilderness shows where they're like survival shows where they're just like out there i can't remember the name of the show but it's like they'll be out there for like however many days they can and they're like literally alone i think it might be called alone um and they just have like a little kit and they're in this section of whatever environment they throw them in and they're competing against each other. They have no idea who the other people are, how long they've been out there for. And they just have to last as long as they possibly can. And the last person standing wins. So it's really interesting. Dang. They're all in different areas. So it's really Dang. cool. I like that show. Um, And any animal shows like Planet Earth, Animal Planet shows. I mean, I just love animal shows. And I'm, I'm renowned for commentating these shows as well. Planet Earth is my favorite because they always show them doing <laughs> dumb, funny stuff. So I'll just be commentating in funny voices, and it's it's so much fun. Um, Chopped, again, love Chopped. Triple yep. D. Absolutely yep. love Triple D. Me and my grandma used to watch it for hours whenever I'd go see her when I was younger. Um, Master Chef. I love Master Chef. Like, oh, yes. I keep telling D, I'm like, I feel like I could go on this show and kill it. But then I'm like, but I can't have somebody just hollering at me like that. So I don't know how well that would work out. <laughs> um nailed it i love nailed it as well <laughs> nailed it oh so good um <laughs> and then a couple of others rupaul's drag race i used to watch that like when it had first started to come out and i kind of fell off of it but i used yep. to watch that one all the time and i just loved that show um so i'll see clips of it on tiktok here and there and i'm just like oh, yep. it takes me back you know yep. um and then lego masters this is a new show there's only one season of it okay But it's literally people who just make these crazy-ass Lego sculptures or scenes or whatever. So, they give them a challenge. One of them that they did that I remembered was um, they had to build a theme park. So, Hmm. each team had, like, a plot of the theme park that they had to build. So, they were building, like, fucking full-size roller coasters and Ferris wheels and all kinds of different rides. They had to do a Lego thing where they had to create one of their favorite scenes from... Um, Star Wars. What did I say? Lego hmm. thing? Yeah, they had to create a Star Wars themed plot one time as well, so they took their favorite you scene. You said
0: Legos, but yeah, I mean, I knew what you were talking yeah, about. Yeah,
1: that's why I had to re-say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they had to create a Star Wars scene, and that one was really cool. Um, Just all kinds of different stuff. So it's, hmm. it's really cool to see the stuff that they make out of these Legos, and I mean, they move, they are just Six feet tall, like they're just insane and intricate, and I absolutely love it. So, i'm looking forward to season two of that. But yeah, I I'm not I like mean, a huge like drama y like oh I need cat fights and shit like that for right like my reality TV. I do. <laughs> She's like I do. I definitely do. The
0: more drama, the better, right? If someone's screaming and hair is getting pulled, you bet your butt I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm yes. like yes. Yeah. <laughs> do <it.
1: laughs> I need more.
0: <laughs> you rip her extensions out. Right. You do it. Right. I can die. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Uh, let's quick wrap this up. So there's just a couple other ones. I'm not. I'm just gonna. I'm literally just gonna list them off. I'm not gonna talk about them. Yeah. Catch me in 10 minutes after I've talked about all of them. Anyway. Right. So others that I'm super into. I watch all the time. Umbrella Academy. Love Umbrella yes, Academy. Agree. The Haunting of Hill House and the most recent one was Bly Manor. I hope that they do a season three because I can't remember her name, but the lead actress in both of those. Uh, Victoria Pedretti, I think. She's amazing. Love her. Keep her. Please keep using her. <laughs> you. Also yes. on Netflix. Oh, season three is coming soon. I'm Agree. so excited. Uh, oh, you. So
1: good. And Handmaid's Tale. Oh. Uh, oh scares the shit out of me but i love it my husband keeps saying he's like i can't watch this it feels too real i was like no you're absolutely correct absolutely correct
0: oh but it's so good but it's It's so so good i
1: can't not watch it it's so good
0: it's so scary so scary okay anyways (laughs) i love that one and black mirror i love black yes yes black mirror is a good one
1: I think this last season was probably the weakest one to me. There was a couple of good ones in there, like the one with um, (laughs) Falcon Um, (laughs) when they had the um, like video game that they went into.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I
1: thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, there was some kind of weak ones. It just didn't really feel the same as some of the other ones where there was like some crazy like twist or relation to like present day.
0: They, like, super hyped up the one with Miley Cyrus. and like Oh, that
1: was the worst. It just fell flat. Like, it was it, just, like... Yeah, no. They, like, no, super no, no.
0: hyped it up. They're like, oh, Miley Cyrus is in it. And I'm like...
1: This no. This is probably the most boring episode. Like... Yeah. Mm-mm. I didn't like that one either. Personally. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> um. Mm. No, I agree with you. I mean, like I said, some of the ones I agreed with. You, Black Mirror umbrella academy handmaid's tale definitely love those um a dumb one that i am now invested in and i have to see what happens is the 100 about like the third season in i said okay how many times is the world gonna end and these motherfuckers are just gonna keep coming back and (laughs) figuring out there's (laughs) additional more people on the earth i don't know but we'll figure it out (laughs) i think we're in season seven now and these people are still having to leave Earth and come back, leave Earth, come back, leave Earth, come back. At this point, just go find another fucking planet because clearly Earth right. is unstable. So anyways, okay. um, in the history side of things, I love like black history movies, things that kind of go into more depth about pieces from black history, events from black history. Um, so Detroit was really good. Um, a lot of these movies make me cry. A lot of these movies make me hug my husband a little bit tighter. A lot of these movies make me think about my future children. Um, Mm -hmm. Detroit is definitely one of those Django very I feel like historically accurate and then Inglorious Bastards I could probably watch that movie a thousand times going in and literally marking these Nazis is just the best thing possible (laughs) for me Um, it is very satisfying and um, yeah definitely one that I absolutely love and will always watch and doesn't matter what part it's in Um, and then I did watch Judah and the Black Messiah great movie. Did you watch it? I watched like the first 20 minutes of it.
0: It's not on HBO Max anymore because I fucked up and I never like finished it, but I watched yeah. like, the first bit of it, and I was at work when I was doing that, and I was like, okay, no, this is a movie I have to watch at home. Like, yeah. I have to give this my full attention, and then I forgot, and so now it's not on HBO Max anymore, but I assume at some point it will probably return, and when it does, I will watch it again.
1: <laughs> yes, it is very good. I really enjoyed it. It was really heartbreaking at certain points you get to see how fucked up the system was during that time you get to meet hoover the devil Oof, oof, and just there's a lot that was going on in there and they actually showed i i think you saw this part too in the very beginning where they were actually showing real film and footage from yes that time zone yeah, which i, I always love when movies do that it just brings that realism to the movie you know Yep, and shows yep. you the actual people that were going through that that time. So, yeah. No, I I think that that was a great movie. So, I do like some historical things like that where especially touching on like black history it, it just makes me feel a little bit more connected and and, you know, humbles you for sure. Definitely humbles you.
0: I agree. Well, speaking of being humbled, I think it's hum- time to to humble some white people. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, as a continuation of our idiot stupidity, whatever you want to call it, of the month, we are gonna dive into our stupid shit white people say. Yes, I am so excited about this.
1: Girl, so excited this is about this. My life, uh, your life, a lot of us people of color, black people's lives.
0: It's just. <sighs> I, I wish I could be inside of someone's brain when they start saying this shit to me because I want to be like, why? Like, yeah, like what
1: what goes that? What, what is your thought process?
0: What went on in your brain that made you go, this will
1: be okay for me to say? And then yeah. say it. Like, what? Like, why? It, and then be <laughs> surprised when, when somebody gets mad at you for saying it. Being like, right. Well, I just didn't mean... What the fuck? <laughs> I just... Oh, my God. So,
0: I, there's so many. There's so many. And, like, I think when we talk about this, we mean we're talking about the people who meet, like, say this, sometimes without thinking. And, you know, they, they don't necessarily have the best intentions. Now, there are people out there who just happen to be white, who say this without thinking but do have good intentions behind it, I get it. But, like, yeah. if you're not laughing with us, you're probably not one of those people. Yeah. If you're laughing with us about this, then you are probably one of those people who has good intentions. You said it without thinking and you were probably like, oh, shit. Like, afterwards, like, I didn't even think, like, oh, my God, I, I didn't even put two and two together. Because I have yeah. met people like that. I do have friends like that, like, who, who say things and then they're like, shit, I'm sorry. That was stupid.
1: Right. And I just... It's a lot of, so, oh, yeah, that. It's just
0: ignorance.
1: Yeah, very much so.
0: It's just ignorance, and I think probably we have, there's so many, because, like, we have a small list here, but there's so many that are just, like, popping in my head as I keep looking at this list uh-huh. of, like, things that people have said to me that I've been like, did you really just fucking say that to me? Like, right. I was at work the other night, and a co-worker, I can't remember how we got to where we were ar- are, but he said something like... Uh, we were doing an inventory and somebody had counted all of the the dolls that there were on the shelf as one doll. Now, there it just so happened to be two different kinds of dolls. One doll was black one doll was white, and this person had had scanned a white or a black doll and counted all the dolls on the shelf, including the white ones as being black. And I pointed it out to my coworker and I was like, hey, like this was counted incorrectly because these, all of these dolls were counted as a black doll, even though obviously these ones are white. And I was like, I said something along the lines of, I don't know how you would be able to fuck this up. I mean, look at them. And right. he turned to me in all seriousness and went, well, I don't see color, Maddie. I mean, oh my
1: god." and
0: I looked at him and I went, now is not the time. No. Now is not the time. And like... He started laughing. And I was like, if you meant that seriously, like, that's not funny. You should see color. But if you oh meant it as God. a joke because you know that I'll laugh at it, too, like, great. That's fine. But we're not at that level. And now it's not the time. This was counted incorrectly. This is your store. You need to fix this. I was just letting you know. And now you're trying to make a funny joke. And he was like, no, no, no. I, I truly meant, like, a, it was a joke. Like, blah, 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 I'm like, stop digging your
1: fucking hole. Right. I'm going to walk away from you in about two seconds. That's another stupid shit. The way people say I don't see color. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I said it was all seriousness. I was like. Bro,
0: your fucking name is Hunter. Knock it off. (laughs) White ass (laughs) motherfucker.
1: I cannot. She says your name is Hunter. (laughs) I
0: also did tell him in that same night to listen to this podcast. So if you're listening, Hunter. Hey, thanks for tuning
1: in. Sorry for calling you out. I cannot <laughs> <laughs> No, I I feel good. I think I think there's a lot of like things that people will say to try to be funny and it's not yes. funny because it's like our life. You know, I think that's the big thing is where like they right. can make jokes and say jokes and they think it's tee hee ha, but it's like right. no. Like the whole thing of like can I touch your hair? And they're like, Well, why are you oh, so fuck. sensitive about your hair? Bro. This is literally my identity, and it is a very, like, sensitive topic yeah. because of the whole aspect of that I'm stigmatized and I cannot r- wear certain styles. Like, certain handbooks literally fucking say, you cannot wear your hair in twists, locks, braids, like, right, because it's viewed as unprofessional. You know what I mean? Like, right. so for you to be like, can I touch your hair? Is that real? Is that all yours? Like... Don't ask me stupid-ass question. Don't ask me stupid
0: questions. Is that all yours? Bitch, does it look like it's growing out of my head? Sure, you can say it's all mine then. Right. I hate that question. I'm like, why do I have to explain to you why I have... Like, that is something that... So, so both Tori and I just put our hair up in twists again. Yes. And I think... I definitely am going to get this question at work and it happened the last time when I put my hair up in box braids and it's going to be, well, why did you put the extensions in? Like, why is the fake hair in there? What's the purpose of the fake hair? Like, well, why why did you do it that way? Like, why didn't you just put your hair in braids anyways? And I'm like, right. well, okay, because A, my hair is not long enough that if I did put it into twists by itself or bra- like braids by itself, that shit would look goofy as fuck. Like, right it's short. My hair is too short. That's reason 1 that I put the extensions in. Reason 2 is that the way that you twist and braid the extensions in is so that most of your natural hair is covered and protected and it's this fake hair that's getting all of the the heat, the sun, the, yeah. you know, exposure and so then it gives your hair the chance to like get better, I guess, replenish. Repairs. Replenish, <laughs> be protected and I mean, everyone thinks it's gross, but one of my favorite parts of, like, having my hair natural is that I can just let the the ends get greasy as fuck. I can let all of the, like, um, natural oils build up like they're supposed to without yep. getting, like, super nasty and, like, visibly nasty. Yeah. And my hair, like, can, like, sit and soak in that and be like, oh, this is what we needed because exactly. black hair needs that.
1: Yep. I think the funniest thing to me is when people find out that black people don't wash their hair every day. Like we can't oh wash our hair every day. It is yeah. the funniest shit. They're like you don't wash your hair every day. I'm like, you probably shouldn't either. Right. <laughs> like uh, I really shouldn't, but you shouldn't either. Like, <laughs> it's just so funny. Like, uh, it's hilarious, but no, I mean like twists and braids and pr- like, they're literally called protective hairstyles. It's yep. not just for, shits and giggles and just because it's a protective hairstyle so yeah that's why you see like a lot of women like these like why is it that a lot of women wear their hair in like braids or twists or why does vacation equal oh i gotta go get my hair done said a because it's quick yep b because you're doing a lot of shit you're out in the sun you're probably sweating more you're doing things within the pool and all these different things to where it protects your hair That's why, like every time we see, I don't know, like if anybody else who's seen Married at First Sight, if you ever watch Married at First Sight, I think every single black woman who's been on that show and whenever they go on their honeymoon, the day before they go on their honeymoon, they always go and get their hair done. So they're in braids or twists or whatever, right after the wedding, literally. And that's where Mm -hmm. D made that comment. He's like, why is vacation equal? I'm like, because it's protective. Um, Yep. Yep. But yeah, I mean. And then you have the whole thing with like skin when they're like, oh my gosh, you put on sunscreen or like, or you don't need sunscreen or they're shocked. Like if you put any on and it's like, look, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) look, um, yes, I do. Or no, I don't. Um, and then Mm -hmm. the whole like, oh, I have a black friend so I can be able to say the N word or my boyfriend's black. So I should be able to say the N word or my kid's black so I can say the N word or, Oh but I voted for Obama like Okay
0: <laughs> the fuck does politics have to do with it? It's probably like my number one pet peeve especially when I'm trying yes. to like have a political argument with somebody or like try to explain something to them and they're like, "Well, I have a black friend and they blah blah blah." And I'm like, "I'm glad you found a token black who agrees yes. with you." Yes. Um but i'm pretty sure if your black friend heard you talking about them like this they wouldn't be your friend anymore i think
1: being the token black is just like annoying one of the most like demeaning things to me personally like i don't want to be that black friend i don't right i don't yep i'd rather not
0: yep <laughs> well and i was i was trying to explain this to somebody at work the other day and i was like um so not everyone knows this but I have been in a lot of trouble at work for absolutely no good reason lately. Like, it seems like everything I do, no matter what I do, like, if I breathe wrong, I cough wrong, I sneeze wrong, like, somebody's knocking on my door telling me I did something wrong. Like, it's just been ridiculous shit, right? Right. And so I was trying to explain to one of my coworkers who I had kind of had a little bit of a uh, kerfuffle with last week regarding all of this because... Again, I was in trouble for something I didn't feel like I needed to be in trouble for, and I kind of went after him about it, but whatever. So we were chatting about it um, on Friday, and I I said to him, no matter what I do, no matter when I do it, no matter how I do it, my entire life, it will be questioned, it will be criticized, it will be put under the chopping block, and it won't be because of the way I did it, because of the way I smiled when I did it, because of the way I breathed when I did it. It will literally be because of the, the color of my skin. And I was like, so no matter how I do anything, I'm always riding a fine line. I was right. like, I could have the easiest job that a monkey could fucking do. I still am going to be riding a thin line the entire time of doing it okay and not doing it good enough. And I was like, so I'm tired of being that person riding the fine line because I do a damn good job. I am good at my job. I am a good leader. I know how to do my job. I know like I I take care of shit. I am checking off all of my tasks, my boxes. Like, there is literally nothing. You can put me under a microscope. Maybe I check my phone too often. You could probably get me on that. Maybe I spend an extra two minutes in the bathroom, you know, every time I go to the bathroom. Like, you know, it's little nitpicky shit like that that maybe you could get me in trouble for. But that like, any other person in my fucking work does the same thing. So... I was trying to explain that to him and I was like that's that's what it's like being the token black. I am the token black at work. I'm the token black leader. There are other black team members, but of course I am the black of power, I guess. You could say it that way. And so, I mean that's that's what my life is going to be like. It's always going to be under a microscope. I'm always going to be watched more than anybody else and I like that's annoying as shit to me. I don't like it, but how else am I supposed to break it down than to keep doing my job and call them out when they're doing that bullshit? Um, but he didn't get it. He was like, "Well, we don't like that's not how we see you." Blah 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 blah. And I'm like, "Okay, why in the past like month have I had all these fucking problems? Why? Right, right. I I worked here for a year. I've never had problems, and then all of a sudden this fucking past month." It's just been everyone's on my shit. Why? And
1: I th- I think too, that's something that, you know, I've been I've been kind of doing some more digging on is just, you know, in the workplace, right? You have all mm-hmm. of these political and social issues that are going on and how does that affect us now in the workplace more so than in the last maybe like five years or eight to ten years or whatever. Um, we're starting to see that again more and more as mm-hmm. more of these political and social issues arise and really start to separate us and divide us because people are still people. So you right. still have these people who are, you know, on one side or the other, but they're working together. They own businesses, they have employees or, you know, they're managers or whatever, and are now having to interact with people who have different societal or political viewpoints than, the, than they do. Right. So that then translates into your work. So that's something that people need to understand is like a lot of the shit that people say to us, I think has, has increased tenfold since a yes. lot of these issues have started to arise, for sure.
0: Well, and I, I agree with that and I think that a lot of workplaces kind of put a kibosh on talking about politics or social yeah. preferences, et cetera. Like they really have like kinda of cracked down on that. And I know especially in my work they've done that, where they don't they don't want you to have those conversations unless it's in like a certain you know setting and like for a long time we weren't allowed to watch news in the break room like the news Damn. channels if if somebody heard a news channel was on they'd come in and change it because they were very like we don't want this talked about at work like we don't want to have any clashes between team members and i'm like but you should be having those cla-. like for me personally i want to see those clashes happen because i want to see the workplace See that those issues are there and take care of them. And you can't take care of them if you don't know about it and if you don't have those clashes happening. Because I don't want to work with somebody who's racist. And I know there are people who I work with that are racist. And I don't, I'm not comfortable. Like, if I'm one-on-one with them, I'm not comfortable with them. And it's very yeah. clear and evident in what I'm doing. And people know that. And they'll ask me, they're like, why don't you talk to so-and-so? And I'm like, because I know so-and-so has certain opinions about people of color.
1: And I do not agree with those opinions. Right. I agree. I agree. I think it's more, like, it's like not just, like, stupid shit, but it's just, like, more offensive shit
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> That's that white people say.
1: Yes. <laughs> Which is, therefore, stupid. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: Yes, I agree. Well, we appreciate you joining us and hearing our stories today. Tune in next week when we complete our third part of our love series with kids. We will also be talking about knowledge and Karen's.
1: Again, we
0: are your hosts, Maddie and Tori. We look forward to chatting with you again next week, right here on Mixed
1: Mixed Chicks Chicks Lifestyle.
0: Lifestyle.